Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson, Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. Hello and welcome to the very first episode of Best to the Nest, the podcast dedicated to all things making your home the happiest, healthiest, best place to be so that when you leave the nest, you can be your best self on the outside. I'm Elizabeth Reese here with my former radio co-host Marjorie Punnett. Marjorie, are you dying? This is our reunion. (laughs) It's our reunion and I said said to Elizabeth that I'm so excited about this because... We love talking to each other, and both of us are super busy, so we don't take enough time in our regular life to talk to each other, and now we have to, and it's just pure joy. We're pure really, joy. really excited. This uh, episode is Best to the Nest 101, so we really want be- this to be the episode that no matter where you're jumping in in our conversation, you can start with this episode and get an idea about what we want to talk about, what the focus is, why we think this is such an important topic, and how we think that making your home terrific can really have a huge impact on the world at large. It sounds sort of like a big goal, but Marjorie, it is. A big it, goal. It is. I mean, it'll, it, and it's a journey, right? Yeah, it's definitely a journey. And I think it's, um, what's really cool about this is, is something Elizabeth and I used to talk about, uh, mostly in our commercial breaks when we did a, a radio show together. And, you know, you were, you were about to get married um, and then you were pregnant, mm-hmm. and I had kids in high school at the time, and then off to college. And we talked a lot about making sure that we were sort of doing it right, or at least as right as we could under the circumstances. Because I think so many women are so busy, um, you feel torn. You feel like you might not be giving your best at home. You might not be giving your best at work. And and that's just life. And I think we used to talk about, like, how to navigate that. And then you had this great idea of why don't we do that now with the podcast? Well, some of this, you know, really started the the light bulb idea probably, gosh, five or six years ago when we were on the air together. So if you're not familiar with either one of us. I host a TV show in the afternoons in the Twin Cities and then do some radio work at a radio station, My Talk 1071, that is a, a kind of a female-focused talk radio station in the Twin Cities. Marjorie used to host the morning show on that radio station with her husband, right? So Marjorie, we met yep. through that. We met through that because you were you would be a special guest with us every morning and yes. you would do uh, you would do a little sort of pop culture update. And so we became friends then. And then when my husband retired, you and I got to do the radio show together, then, which was just so much fun. Yes, we took over the 9 to noon time slot on My Talk 1071. And in the commercial breaks is when we would always talk about, like, the super deep topics. <laughs> so we would get into these conversations, and then the music would start, and we'd have to start talking about, you know, like, Britney Spears and Lady Gaga again. Which and, was just fine. Oh, we were happy so to do fun. it. And we loved it. it. <laughs> but we'd be like, okay, shift, shift the mood here. <laughs> We're coming back. You know, the best would be like if one of the two of us would be crying in the commercial break. <laughs> then we'd have to come back, come back and just be our normal bubbly selves. Which but, happened all the time. And isn't yeah. that like <clears throat> so the truth of navigating life that you're crying in your car one minute and then you're yeah. leaving yeah. And, and you're in a meeting or you're at a happy hour That's with a friend right. being like, everything <laughs> is fantastic. It's so right. I will never forget uh, the advice that you gave me. Which was when I was getting married, you said, you know, I'm not going to give you a ton of advice, and but I just want to share one little mantra that we used in our household a lot. And that was, Marjorie, you said, 
Ian and I had this deal that in our house, you had to bring the best version of yourself to the family and to our house. Right. Which often is the opposite, right? Well, I think a lot of times what we do, and it's natural, and, and as I say that, and even as I was giving you that advice... That's a daily struggle. So so please don't think like we were dancing around our house and everything was perfect. It was a it was just a note. Like let's try to do this because I think a lot of us we feel like our homes are our place to vent. But if you think about it, if you're unhappy at work or something happened and you bring that home, well you've just extended your work day. Mm-hmm. You know, you've just you've taken the one place where you can be free and you can be happy and you can sort of control your environment and you've sort of made it a little bit toxic. And so that was really the idea was let's try and make sure that this place is a sanctuary, that this place is respite, that this place is safe. I love that and, concept. And, and so that's really what we would try for. Not always succeed, but that's what we would try for. Well, and then because you shared that story with me, and of course I am a chicken owner. I have yes. urban chickens. <laughs> I have backyard chickens in the Cutest city of Minneapolis chickens. that I absolutely love. And so I'm like very into the nest kind of theme of life because yes. of my chickens. And I said, oh, it's like you're best to the nest. And we kind of laughed and whatever and and moved on. And I don't even know if you remember that I said that, Marjorie. I do. But that stuck I do, in my brain for years later. And then it was after I had my first baby. So I have a four-year-old and an 18-month-old after I had my first baby. Um, I remember going for a walk and talking with you on the phone and saying, I want to do this as a podcast. And then I went on and had a second baby and we still haven't done it. (laughs) And finally, um, finally, here we are. But I think what hopefully you'll find by listening to these conversations is just, you know, an acceptance of where wherever you are at in the journey. Yep. And just kind of feeling like this is a nice focus to have. And um, and I think when you start to focus on the beauty that is your home and making your home a really happy, healthy sanctuary, as you were talking about, the potential for you and your family when you then leave your nest and go out into the world is, I mean, it's limitless. You can accomplish anything if you feel like you have a safe, happy oh, yeah. landing space at home. That's what I've been most grateful for. I mean, I'm in a very different place. And that was, I think, part of, I think, foundationally part of our friendship is we're different ages and we're at different points in our life. And I have a, and Elizabeth, you know, you've known my children for a long time. I know. I have a 27 and a 25-year-old. That's impossible. A 27-year-old. That's impossible. I know. I know. And so I'm sort of on your, as I look at the two of us, you're sort of in the thick of it. Yeah. You really are. You're sort of in the thick of it. And I'm on kind of the other end of it. And so I think we'll bring an interesting perspective to um, husbands and children and even just a physical home because all of those things are so fluid and change all the time. And I think we sort of are are bookending life in that way. So I think it's going to be a lot of fun. I think so too. So the plan is a weekly podcast and, uh, and we'll bring you different episodes, different topics, different guests, and I think different levels of intensity. I mean, some things that we will want to cover will be kind of heavy about, you know, navigating your marriage and, and navigating losing some of yourself as you enter into motherhood if that's the path that you've taken or um yeah that's a big one i mean that is a big one and then some of it is going to be just fun and light like what's making your house look really fun right now like i'm Mm -hmm. loving my current window shade situation (laughs) marjorie found some really great i love 
love great that you Roman call it shades a, at a Pottery Barn and shade situation. Yeah, because it was it was dire when we moved into this current house, <laughs> and so now we're finally like starting to just pull the pieces in and make it feel cozy and happy and like it looks like us, and that's been a really fun thing. And if you guys don't know this about Marjorie, she is a house whisperer. You I, have like a gut feeling about homes. I do. I love. Um, I'm. A, I've owned a lot of them, <laughs> and so. And I actually own two right now. I'm. I. And I guess I should tell people I'm in a commuter marriage. So that's a whole nother deal. We have a house in Manhattan. I like to say that we have a house in Manhattan. It happens to be Manhattan, Kansas. <laughs> but we have a house in Manhattan, and we have a, a a townhouse in Tempe, Arizona. So I. I'm a television producer in Phoenix. So. I sort of have two little nests, and I do love homes. I love um, – I, I think in so many ways it's the best place to express, um, whether it's through your pictures. I'm not I'm not big on, like, you have to have, you know, fancy things, and that actually has evolved for me. For me, it's just comfort. It's just – it's all about what makes you comfortable when you walk through the door and what's easy. That's the other thing. Like the fact that you have a good window shade situation, those <laughs> things matter. I mean, they really matter to make you feel comfortable in your own home. I know. It's important. They totally do matter. It is a big deal. I, you know, and my mom's an interior designer, so oh, I so come lucky. from a very home-focused world, too. And I remember my mom at one point thinking – I remember her kind of saying, you know, because there's frustrations that come along with being an interior designer. Everybody thinks it's like a glamorous, fabulous no, job. No, no, and you no, really no. are just a marriage counselor who's like handling oh. people's budgets. I mean, oh, think I about the least fun things in life. But she thought she kind of went through a thing where she thought, OK, I just what am I doing? Like, I just do furniture. Or I just put furniture in people's houses. And I mm-hmm. I really had a conversation with her where I was like, Mom, what you do is so important. I mean, you create the foundation of people's homes and you show them things in their home that reflect who they are and set them up for success in daily living. And you do it in a way that those people didn't even know that's what they wanted or needed. And you were able to figure it out and make it happen. When you bought your first house... Um, in Minneapolis. So we knew you know, we were pretty good friends at that point. Yeah. I actually went house hunting with you a little bit. Uh-huh. And you bought your first house. And it was just, I mean, the bones of it were perfect. A little tiny just, thing. It was just this, the cutest house. Little bungalow, I think, was it's a, probably it's probably a true bungalow. Yeah, it's a one and a half story bungalow. I just and sold it. I remember walking in after you and your mom had sort of, you know, dusted it with a little bit of magic. And it was perfect. I mean, it was just it was just the perfect and that and it's not about again, it's not about it doesn't have to be about money. I mean, actually, like my my house in Tempe, because it was kind of I wasn't sure how long I was going to be in the townhouse. And we had a bunch of furniture and storage in Minnesota. I was pulling stuff off Craigslist. <laughs> so it doesn't have to be a lot of because I didn't want more furniture. I had a whole storage unit of furniture. Mm-hmm. So I was finding stuff here. And, you know, I'd get the most beautiful things for like 100 bucks. You know, it's amazing. Well, so, and that's the conversation to have, too, of uh, about how much is too much and the right amount of things in your space yeah. and how that can either set you up for success or set you up for failure. It was funny yeah. this morning. I was leaving the house and you know we've got our two little ones and we're packing them up and we were packing them up and then my husband Jay was taking the kids to daycare and I was coming here and um and he said wait a second and we were kind of like at each other a little bit we were having yeah. a discussion of if Bernie should go to school or not or what was going I mean it was just all these little things and typical I, morning yeah just a classic morning and then you know Franklin was throwing his food and it's just like <laughs> I won't put my socks on I don't do this you know and and then we found each other you know, just kind of getting a little bit testy of like, okay, come on. And 
Um, and he said, he stopped. He goes, wait, today you start your podcast, right? <laughs> and I said, yeah, it's all about having a really <laughs> wonderful home and a great space at home and peaceful and happiness so that then you go out and it's great. And he goes, well, it wasn't as bad as it has been. <laughs> I said, at this point, that (laughs) is an excellent bar to set. It wasn't today. It was not as bad as other days have been. And everybody, there it is. (laughs) There's the podcast. It's not as bad as it's been. (laughs) Best of the nest, people. It's not as bad as it's been. Isn't that the truth? And if you just keep your expectations at that, if life every day can just be not as bad as it's been in the past... Aren't you ready to have a great day? You're winning. Winning. I know. Okay, so moments that we have not been at our best, Marjorie, we're going to put them out there now because we want to make it clear that this podcast is not about trying to achieve some sort of state of perfection that we've achieved. We have not achieved it. Because we are, we are not going to be the podcast that you're going to listen to and go, oh, I can never be like those women. We're going to be the podcast that you listen to and go, oh, I can do better than that. Truth. That's what we're going to be. Truth. I mean, there there have been some low moments. Um, yeah. We had a situation called, um, oh, gosh, what did we call it? Ruggate? Ruggate 2018. Okay. And um, it was the biggest argument in our home <gasps> about new, oh. about rugs. So we, you know, my biggest fights with my with Ian, with my husband, have mostly been about decorating. Totally. Yeah, it's pretty weird. That's pretty sad, actually. What's with that? Yeah. Okay. So tell me, Ruggate. Okay. So Ruggate 2018 involved um, me making a lot of unilateral decisions about our new house. So Uh, yep, that home that Marjorie was talking about was um, a little bungalow that I bought on my own. So I bought it, and then I bought it by myself. It was the most proud day of my life was buying that house. That week, I met Jay, who is now my husband. We then lived in that house and had two kids and outgrew it. We're looking forever to find the right thing. Finally, we found the right house just a mile and a half away from our old house. We got to stay in our neighborhood. We're so happy. And we move into this new house, and there's a totally different dynamic because not this house isn't just my house. It's our house, right? Because mm-hmm. that house still had that, even though we'd lived in it together forever nope. and had it our had kids. It had your stamp. It still your stamp. was my house. And so then when we moved into this house, I just started like ordering things. <laughs> I was like, sure, I'll take that and we'll bring that in and blah, 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 blah. And I was just making all of the decisions myself, not realizing how that was impacting my husband and that he really wanted to be involved in the process. And so... Because it was his house, too. It was his house, too. Yeah. Wow, troubling. Yeah, it was. That has been very troubling for me in my life. (laughs) Like, you don't really need to have an opinion about the color of the living room. Right? Honestly, you don't. So, Ruggate happened when he said, um, I don't... He's like, I don't want any of these rugs. I don't like these rugs. I don't want these rugs. Uh, I don't want any rugs. And we'd redone. (laughs) We'd ripped out a ton of carpet and redone all of these hardwood floors and restored them to their natural beauty. And it's it's fabulous. He said, I don't understand why we spent all this money on these gorgeous hardwood floors and then we're covering them up with rugs. I was like, you can't just have floors. Because that's what we do. That's what we do. That's what we do. You have to have rugs. And so I, Marjorie. Oh, gosh. You know how there's like an adrenaline rush that mothers feel when their child is stuck under a car oh, and they lift no, I, the car. <laughs> I, that's how I don't know I, that feeling. That's how I was about the rugs. 
And oh, I God. grabbed the rugs from the upstairs <gasps> and physically threw them down the stairs and was like, fine, throw them out. Get rid of the rugs. I'm over oh, it. Oh, no, no, no. I don't care. No, 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 no. It was rugged. Not best to the nest. Not best to the nest. It was bad. My nest was bad. It was broken. It was you hard floor. It. I shredded the nest. You shredded it. And then and then oh. we had to have like a serious come to Jesus conversation about like what was really going on because of course it wasn't really about the rug. It was no. about the house and no. feeling like we were it was about feeling like we were doing this together. Yeah, which, which he wasn't feeling like because I was steamrolling over everything. And let's be honest, most of the time we don't want to do the house together with no, him. No, We just want to do it ourselves. We just want to do it. I know. That's the oh, truth. How did you get him to sort of forgive you? Well, I apologized. That's but he good. did say it was kind of refreshing instead of just me crying about something. It was right. refreshing to just see me throw something. And it wasn't like I threw it at anybody. And it was a rug. And you can't really, I mean, it's sort yeah. of like awkward looking when you're throwing a big rug because That's it's a, so large. It's like draped over you. You look like a, you know, a character in an SNL skit. But that's got to be like a good thump. It's got to be, thump. especially down the stairs. It felt good. Very dramatic. That rug is back in Franklin's room and it's all fine. <laughs> Everything's. It's fine. It's all good. All right. Worst all moments, right. Marjorie. Okay, so this is really perfect because we didn't plan this, that you talked about your worst marriage moment. No. I'm going to talk about my worst mothering moment. Oh, here we go. Yeah, this is awful. It's really awful. And it involves breaking something. No. So you and I are similar. <laughs> so I have two, I have two kids. Uh, their names are Gar and Campbell, uh, both boys. And they're two years apart. And so when we brought Campbell home from the hospital, I think Gar was just... Just a little over two. Mm-hmm. And Gar was thrilled. Just as happy as could be to have a brother because he thought he was like a, a, an automatronic, what's the word, you know, doll. He oh. thought it was a doll. He thought he it was like thought, a tidy rock spin. Oh, yeah. I thought it was like a toy. Like, this is awesome. I get to play with this. Yeah. And so just it, it was so sweet when it was sweet. But so not when he's, you know, a two-year-old, then a three-year-old, not really knowing that, like, things are breakable. Yeah. And Humans he, are breakable. That's true. And what's fascinating about that is it flips in a second. Goes from, like, really, really sweet and loving to... Or just, like, I'm going to... Like, he used to take Campbell and stick him in this little, like, little... It was, like, just think of, like, a big Lego with wheels. Like, a little... like Or, like, a milk carton with wheels. He used to stick Campbell in there and speed him around the house. Yeah. And it was just so it was like, now I'm going to do this with him. Now I'm going to do this with him. <laughs> and Campbell, I mean, it, believe me, garment no harm. He was just a toddler with a toddler brain. And he would end up, you know, hurting him or Campbell would cry. And it was just, and I kept trying to say, you know, this is your brother. He's not your toy. You have to be careful. <laughs> and be I mean, it's, it's not like I wasn't watching, but like in a moment, like something would happen and then Campbell would be crying. So when we had just moved into a new house and I was working a lot and I was super tired. And I remember I'm here. Can you hear me already rationalizing yeah, like my yeah. bad behavior? No, nope, been there. Yeah. So I was downstairs, ran upstairs cause I heard Campbell crying and I don't even know what happened. And he wasn't like, I mean, he was just crying. He wasn't, there were no physical signs of injury, but he was just crying. And I just got so mad at Gar and I was trying to tell him like, you know, I love Campbell. Every time you hurt him, you're you're like breaking something that I love. And so I took Gar's favorite toy no. right in front of him. No. Mm-hmm. And I mean? broke it. Marjorie Bonnet. I know. It's awful. In front of him. 
in front of him. Does he remember this? Oh, yeah. (laughs) He's 27. He's 27. And I said, this is, how does that, you know, and I, I, so I broke it. And it was a little Lion King tent. So it had those little plastic rods and I broke the rods. Oh, yeah. And I said, how does that make you feel? This is something you love and I'm hurting it. How does it make you feel? And of course, he's just crying. Just hysterical. Oh, no. Just those big, I mean, it would almost have been less painful if he had just like went, but just those big sort of silent tears. Oh, big crocodile tears. Oh, yeah. Just like broken. Oh, broken. Horrible mother moment. Horrible. Now, having said that, like you can hear me almost like wanting to cry now. Trust me, people, on this podcast, there will be tears. <laughs> um, after that, we never had a problem again. No way. Oh, yeah. It got through. So it, it was effective. It was, it was hard. Um, effective, but probably mentally damaging. And I have wonderful children. I mean, yeah. they're wonderful. But we talk about and And what the lesson from that was, I lost, I lost my mind. I just, in that moment, it was like I couldn't understand why my my baby was crying again and why my other baby didn't understand. He's got to be careful. Yeah. Got to be careful. And so after that, he was always careful. <laughs> um, but the lesson in that through life, now that he's 27, and I'll tell you, Elizabeth, last night I said, oh, you know, we're going to talk about, we didn't tell each other, we're going to talk about our worst moments. And Gar looked at me and goes, the tent? <laughs> totally. Totally the tent. And when he was in seventh grade, I bought him a new tent. Aww. I mean, we have we have talked about it our whole lives of what that moment meant. And he's very sweet about it. He totally gets it. But we've had to talk about it his whole life of like, why did I do that? What did that mean? You know, when I replaced the tent. And now we laugh about it. For we sure. laugh about it a lot. But yeah, he remembers it. Yeah, those, that's the thing, though. It's yeah. that moment of when you've completely lost control. I mean, and that I was did. me when I was ripping the rugs. I yeah. was like, I'd completely lost control. I mean, yeah. it was like, I can see why people like do terrible things in a blind rage because yeah. you just like, when you get that wound up and that frustrated and that just like feeling like you're not understood, you yeah. just like crack. You do crack. And and I think for, for everybody that's raising a family, you've got little kids and, you know, some, so much of us, so many of us, you know, are working in the home and outside the home. You know, we're super busy. And I think you just have to find, and it's, and I still don't 100% forgive myself for that moment. But at the same time, I forgive myself because I think, you know, there, I, I didn't, I didn't say anything like I didn't dig in at him mentally yeah you know what I mean I like I didn't try and strip him of who he was in one sense um I was trying to make a metaphoric point (laughs) (laughs) still horrible still horrible but you have to somehow find a way to forgive yourself a little bit in those moments yeah in those moments yeah and you you know and and then find you know in our house it was always try and find a place of humor Mm -hmm. try and find the place of humor that's why we called it Ruggate, and then we laughed about it exactly because it's ridiculous it's ridiculous when you go back to it yeah so it is ridiculous it's that idea though of you know i think i think what's so interesting too about even stepping back a little bit from 
from those stories into who we are is that, you know, Marjorie and Ian, you guys both had public jobs yeah. growing up or we while did. your kids were growing well, up. No, you could say growing up. Growing up <laughs> while you were growing up. And, yeah, I mean, um, we did the morning show for 10 years. Right. So. And I have a public job. Very. My husband works in um, sales. He sort of somewhat has a public job just because of my job, because of yeah. the amount of times that people are like, oh, you're married to her, you know. Right. Um, and I think that's where especially that this idea of being your best self outside and then be bringing the crap home can be so easy to do. And, yeah. and it's easy anytime because right. everybody's dealing with people. Yep. But when you have like a performance element to your job of just I am I am expected to be this person, this persona, right. then it's really even easier to be like, oh, um, come into work and charming and hey, hey, everybody, how are we doing? Yeah. Everybody then, on the air. And then save it up. And then save it up and then you're home and then you just... Yeah. Blow. And it's not good. No. That's not good. Either. No, it's not good. I think um, what will be interesting to see through this podcast is how we can find all these different little ways to make your home great and, and encouraging having more real conversations about the times that aren't great. Because I'm constantly amazed when I open up and say, like, this was not good at my house, or we got in a fight over this, or I, like... Bernie wouldn't put her socks on for the sixth time, and I was finally like, I am going to lose my mind. Right. And when you start to have those conversations, you find that more people are like you than they're not. And I think in this age of everything looking so perfect on Instagram and social media and people portraying something, there is a real, we're just like craving that realness. I think, I think there, yeah, I think there's a, you're craving authenticity and Mm -hmm. you're, you're craving authentic conversations of, how complicated life can be and how hard it is sometimes. Sometimes it's just hard. And we all love our husbands. We love our children. We love our jobs. But it's hard to do all of it. Oh, gosh. It's so hard. This is why Oprah said that she could never do all three things great, which was be a wife, be a mother, and and be working and be, you know, excelling in her profession. That for her, she just felt like, one would always drop the ball, and so she chose not to do one. I mean, right. you know, and she didn't marry Stedman, but they've been together forever. But she chose, yeah, I mean, she chose not to have children. Right. So I think I think well, that's our hope. I mean, I think that's the hope for the podcast. We hope that we're a place that you can come to and listen and be a part of it. And we'll be starting lots of ways that you can actually talk to us. You can. Okay, so uh, we've got some social media accounts that you can check out. Best to the Nest on Instagram. We promise it won't be all perfect and pretty and shiny. (laughs) (laughs) It's Best to the Nest on Twitter. We're going to work to make Twitter um, less miserable. So every tweet that we send out will be something, you know, just pleasant. Let's hope. Maybe. Let's hope. It'll Maybe. just depend on the day. It'll yeah. depend on yeah. the day. It'll so be those, real. Those are great ways to connect with us. And um, and we, you know, we'll be posting to like our emails and contact and website and all that stuff, too, so that you can make sure that you're part of the conversation. And um, and we'll be including guests in this podcast, Mark. Yes, we will. We have lots, lots of guests. Lots of great ideas of talking to people who are sort of incorporating this idea of bringing the best to your nest in different small ways and then sometimes really big ways. I th- Absolutely. I, I'm like convinced that mornings are a conversation that we need to have a lot. I think like oh, yeah. mornings are so the key, key. to success. It's key. It's not as bad as some other days have been. <laughs> <laughs> that should be our tagline. That should be it. Not as bad as the other days, right? 
And um, oh and my god, then, and then, I have missed you, and I love you. Oh, it's just such a joy <laughs> hearing your voice through my headphones oh. is making me so happy. The only thing that would be better is if we were actually physically sitting across from each other. But this is a, a you know, this is a pretty good start. This is an a, across the country relationship. So I'm in yeah. the studio here in um, St. Paul. Technically, I'm in St. Paul, and I am in Phoenix. And this is how we'll be talking to each other. So I have, look at me, I have two long-distance relationships, (laughs) one with my husband and one with my very, very, very good friend. That's a whole other situation that we'll be talking about, too. And and we have some pivotal moments in our friendship where us being friends at certain times made a big difference, I think, in in those times as well of of kind of shifting in our different relationships. So I think the theme here, though, is really, we Marjorie and I were talking a little bit last night on the phone and... And sort of preparing for our conversation today and um, and kind of getting our heads on straight. And I said, I was just imagining like our street and imagining everyone's streets. So if you're listening and you're, you know, you're in the cul-de-sac or maybe you're in your condo building or wherever you are. If you could imagine that every house on your block or in your building was happy on the inside, how incredible that impact would be on the outside. It'd be beautiful. It would be amazing. And we're in a time when people feel really out of control. You know, I think that's, everybody talks about like, you know, the state of the world and politics and all that stuff. I really don't feel like it's that much different than any other time in life. I think there's always this, there's some fear of something. There's a feeling of being out of control. Yeah. And the only thing that you can really have control over is your own household. And the state, even, the state of your family. The truth, right? Yeah, yeah. I, I believe that too. And I love that idea. And I think that is what we can all do to the best of our ability. Again, we're not setting the bar super high. No. But I, I do love that idea of happy inside. What would that mean to the outside? It would be huge. Yeah. All right, Marjorie, that's best of the nest 101. Do you feel ready to go? Do you feel like I do? Do you need do. a syllabus? Do you have your <laughs> primer? Do kids little. take notes at school anymore or do they just work on their iPad? I got my binder. I got my binder. <laughs> I'm ready to go. All right, look forward to best to the nest. Every week we'll be dropping new episodes unless we go on vacation and then, you know, whatever. We'll be on vacation, but we'll be back with you. And then you'll also get to hear um, some little mini episodes called The Nest. Marjorie, what's our video? Vision for this. Our vision for this is just these are the things, the little things that we're bringing to our homes that are making it sort of our, our sanctuary. And it could be practices, it could be products, it could be just just a little tidbit on a Thursday. So we'll be releasing Best of the Nest on Tuesdays and then the Nest on Thursdays. It's going to be fantastic. Marjorie, yeah. I adore you. I adore you. I'm excited. Bye, everybody. <laughs> Whether it's Baker's Simple Truth Turkey or Mac and Cheese with Murray's English Cheddar or pie made with fresh Cosmic Crisp apples, there are many dishes we look forward to sharing during the holidays. And Baker's has all the fresh ingredients you need to turn today's holidays into tomorrow's memories. Baker's, fresh for everyone. Choose from a great selection of digital coupons and use them up to five times in one transaction. Check our app for details. Baker's, fresh for everyone. The Wendy's $3 breakfast deal is here. Get a bacon or sausage egg and Swiss croissant plus a small seasoned potatoes. That's a better breakfast for just three bucks in three easy steps. One, wake up. Two, get out of bed. And three, head to Wendy's for your $3 breakfast deal. Choose wisely. 
Choose Wendy's $3 breakfast deal. Limited time only at participating U.S. Wendy's during breakfast hour. Select a request $3 breakfast deal in order to obtain discount. Not valid for all card or combos orders. Price and participation may vary in Alaska and Hawaii.